Earlier this year, an independent board in Switzerland completed a review of the evidence on mammography screening. They issued a report recommending that no new systemic mammography screening programs be introduced and that those in place be phased out. The report sparked further controversy in an area of medicine that's been the subject of heated debate for some time. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Meta Callagher, a general surgeon, breast cancer surgeon, and researcher at Telemark Hospital in Norway, and a visiting scientist in the Department of Epidemiology at the Harvard School of Public Health. We're discussing a perspective article by Biller Andorno and Uni that provides the view from the Swiss Medical Board. Dr. Callagher, a few years ago, you did a study in Norway that showed that mammography screening programs did reduce the rate of breast cancer deaths, but only modestly. Did the publication of that study have any effect on screening policy in Norway or elsewhere? I don't think so. In Norway, we're still screening women aged 50 to 69 years old. But I think what happened after that study was it was a lot of discussions on the topic. But it hasn't changed any clinical practice as of yet. Now that the Swiss Medical Board has come out with a strong recommendation against mammography screening programs, in part because of the relatively high rates of overdiagnosis that result, how big and serious do you think that problem, overdiagnosis, is? Well, it's hard to quantify. And as they write in their perspective, and they're referring to a study by Welsh published in YAMA, who's based on the randomized controlled trials, Three to four per thousand women are overdiagnosed, and that seems to be in accordance to the randomized controlled trials, to the observational studies, also what we found in Norway. So I would say three to four per thousand women screen at the age of 50 and followed for 10 years. For the Swiss Medical Board's recommendation, do you agree with it, or how would you change it? Well, I haven't read the whole uh, report, but I do agree with their conclusion. Since this is a European way of having programs, and which is slightly different from the U.S. system where you sort of recommend women to attend screening, the, the way we do it in Norway, for example, is that we are actually inviting women with their name and their address, and we give them an appointment for a mammography session. So it's really putting a lot of pressure on those women to actually attend the mammography screening, and as a result, Almost 80% of the Norwegian women attend mammography screening. Um, So back to that, the fact that they are recommending against mammography screening, I personally think that is a good decision. But I know a lot of people are disagreeing, and I know a lot of people are thinking that it seems to be that mammography screening saves women from dying from breast cancer, despite how many harm that's what you're looking for. So it's a matter of personal preference, too, I think. (laughs) That's how I'll sum it up. (laughs) How has the breast cancer research community responded to this Swiss report? I've been just reading this report on the Internet, and it has been a lot of debate, and some are very for it and some are very against it. And I also see there is a lot of conspiracy theories out there now that this is part of the medical expertise trying to shut down something that will help women just so we can save money. So it's a lot of non-medical, non-to-the-fact discussions that is sparking a lot of emotions, I think, among people. Speaking of facts and emotions, the Biller Andorno and Uni point out that women tend to vastly overestimate the effects of screening on mortality from breast cancer. 
Given that, what can be done to correct that misunderstanding in the general population? There is one study that I just recently saw published in Yama a couple of months ago where they have looked into a decision aid for older women to help them decide whether to undergo mammography screening or not. And by using this tool, the result of that study seemed to indicate that women were more aware of the benefits and the harms of mammography screening after they have been introduced to this tool. And also, it showed that women who used this tool had a lower participation rate or intention to attend mammography screening than they had before this tool was used on these patients. So that could be one way of doing it, talking to women, explaining the facts, what are the harms, what are the benefits, and how would that affect you. So I think one way of moving forward is information. You pointed out that there are differences between the situation in the United States and the situation in Europe. Certainly in the United States, it's been politically difficult to pull back on mammography screening since any attempt to pull back is seen as taking a beneficial service away from women. Are the politics different in Norway or elsewhere in Europe? I don't think so. I think it's the same. And as you can see, all over Europe, the attendance rate is more than 75%. That's more women attending mammography screening There's a lot of women who think this is a good idea, and I don't think the politics around it is different. And I, of course, being a politician, thinking that these are voters, women think that this is a good thing for them to do, and this is a benefit for them. So, of course, it's going to be very difficult for a politician to remove this, because obviously you will end up losing voters. Finally, you spoke about the importance of talking to patients. How would you recommend that clinicians approach discussions about mammography screening with their patients? It depends on when you meet the patient. If you meet women who are undecisive, well, in the U.S., I guess you meet women that will undergo mammography screening or might ask about this. In Norway, it's a little bit different because we are inviting people, so usually they make their own decision without talking to the doctor. But if you have a patient that is undecisive, I think try to lay out what are the benefits, and what are the harms. And of course, it's difficult for all of us to understand numbers. So one way of doing it is show them what the benefits and harms are. And a lot of, a lot of recent studies will have provide that kind of information that is both published in the New England Journal of Medicine and other places have good graphs. So you can use that in aiding your patients towards understanding the benefits and the harms. And I think that's really only the way forward to inform women about the benefits and harms. And then, of course, since we do have a problem with overdiagnosis and it seems to be much higher than we previously thought, it's not only about information. I think we also have to start thinking if there is anything else we can do, do new studies. Let's say start studies on watchful waiting for ductal carcinoma in situ and cancers that we know it might not kill you, and also maybe to do randomized controlled trials where you use a higher threshold for radiologists to pick out the tumors. So we need to do more than just inform women, I think, because I think one problem in informing is that we're putting all the responsibility on the woman, and I think a lot of women don't want that. They just want to be told what to do, and that's right now very difficult to tell them because we're telling them to do 
or at least I would tell them to not undergo mammography screening, and that's against the recommendations from the authorities and from the cancer institutes. Thank you, Dr. Kelliger.